but back to you though. No, Trinidad no, no. now. Trinidad is, is, a, is a place where they could make or break you, dog. So I had, by now I had about a year or two years experience performing in Florida in school. Right. But I come back home and I wasn't ready. So like you was there, dog. Me and Kwasi, we doing turn up Tuesdays, yeah, yeah. but I never mic. Well, that and remember, by then I already had a year's experience exactly. micing. But I was like, nah, boy. I'm not coming in Trinidad for my friends to laugh at me or for somebody to tell me I sung in off or whatever the case is. So I still, I think from then, I started to study it at home because that's when I was asking you for pointers yeah, yeah, and yeah. advice and to, yo, teach me how to do this and, and how to get into the business and or into the business of micing at that time. Now. Um, but I wasn't ready to, to really fully jump out as well. Another, another soldier who would have really helped us out in those initial days was DJ Adam. Okay. DJ, yeah, 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 yeah. DJ Adam. Yeah. And those days, Adam wasn't Adam. Adam. Y'all could correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not trying to take no set of credit, but yeah. Adam would have told me that that regular booking we gave him, yeah. that every Tuesday, would, was one of the first regular, regular settings, settings he was getting now. So it kind of allowed him to, to, to get comfortable in front of audience because Adam them days was a bad mixed DJ. Yeah, yeah. But he was now transitioning to stage. And then we had a great relationship with Adam. Kwasi and, and I had real believe in Adam and his, his ability. Kwasi actually came and was like, yo, I listened to this mix and this DJ real bad. Yeah. I never heard of him, but I booked him for tonight. And I was like, good. So big up Kwasi on finding Adam listening to his talent through the and, mixes and, and giving him, him the opportunity. And dog, by the end of that summer, you could ask Adam. Yeah. By the end of that summer, Adam was playing in Nouveau Serial by, by us. Then he played by Stumbling and he played here. Then he played 51 and he did. Dog, it was, it was a real coming of age for all of us at that time now. And that's all I need to know. Like, uh, even from, from my, my upbringing different in the industry. Yeah. It might be a fluke. No, because I'm a pops and favorites. It might be a fluke. We'll talk, I can talk a- right. after. Yeah, I but, wouldn't call it a fluke, but, but I understand what you're saying. No, yeah. In terms of, it's not the regular route. For sure, for right? sure. You but, was like a child star house. Basically, yeah. back back then or whatever. But it's not about me. It's not about right, you. Right, right, So, Adam now getting... So, we, oh, what happened to Adam? How did this happen to you, though? In terms of who gave finger the... the you know, like, yeah, I like, I like Aaron, but... So, all right, so... Where it came from? Let me tell you where it came from, eh? I would say signal to noise. Big up signal to noise. <laughs> yeah, big up no no, big up signal. Signal is a legend. Legend. Legendary. Legend, 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 yeah. legend. Signal to noise for the kids at home who don't know about signal to noise. So say and then and, and, and as far you correct me if I'm wrong, eh? Yeah, yeah. Signal to noise was the disc jockey. Yeah. Behind Chinese, Chinese Laundry. Yeah. Chinese Laundry is the owner, program director yeah. of Ojo, family of stations, legend in the business. That's one of that's one of my um, that's one of the people I look up to in the business as okay. well. Too. Big up, chi- big up Chinese Laundry, and Signal to Noise was was his right hand coming up yeah, in those correct, days, and correct. he was the he was the disc jockey, he was the DJ. And they together, great legit or great, great for great years DJ. were the biggest song, Big, biggest, biggest. Pro- and they have paved the way for I'll- multiple song systems and DJs that you love to hear on the radio these days and in the generation before and the generation before. I cannot speak in terms of like hearing Chinese laundry. You know, we we too young for that. Yeah, 
but from what I heard, because I worked with, with worked at the station, and I remember they say, yo, if if Chow come in, if Chinese don't you come in, they taking a percentage of the door, you know, that is the booking, you know. <laughs> big man taking you know, us, so. Let we not even go yeah, into that. Yeah. Let we don't go so, down that road. Yeah, that's how big Chinese but don't that's, that's how them had it. Right, and that's signal to noise, it. top DJ, this is the man that put the faith in, in your own fingers. So signal... Funny enough, at Nouveau Serra, that same dance where you was you were yeah, spinning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he I, was there. Me and Kwasi was running it. You and as you and, and Yakub Yaka, was yeah. was running was DJing. Funny enough, at some point, Slam had sponsor. You don't remember that? Yeah, yeah. Slam yeah, had come yeah. on board as a sponsor. So every Tuesday night on Turn Up Tuesdays, they would send one DJ from Slam. Yeah. So yeah. I think our house DJs was like a rotation of. Lion Twin, Adam, yeah. and um, and Mikey Singh. Mikey. Mikey Singh used to come out and yeah. pull me out. And um, and then we would have a featured DJ from Slam as the sponsorship package. So being the sponsors, Signal would come every... Like he would come every Tuesday or every other Tuesday yeah. and, and see what going on. Them times, so the place ramming to us. Eh? So we had the place hot, the place sticky. And... I met Signal within within our the meetings, the sponsorship meetings and stuff like that. And Signal saw that I used to do little funny videos on YouTube at the time. Eh? Which which we have to speak about. Not even not even <laughs> it had no Instagram them because, days. This because is twenty twelve. This is eleven plus years ago. You were doing skits. I used to before, do before before mm-hmm. anybody. I would say I was doing. I was one of the first yeah, to do skits. Yeah, yeah. I was one of the first to get into that skits thing. And funny enough, we will get to we will code how much time we have, boy. We are we are we, we are at an hour right now. We are all right now, and we can push. We can okay, push. Okay, good. We okay, good. Are we trying to keep it under an hour and a half? We want to let her listen to the whole thing. So thirty minutes we're going. On we can even push to two hours, and we can bust it in half and. Upload it. We'll figure it out. But yeah, and funny enough, as we as we touching on that skits thing, I have to mention Jason Williams. Yeah. Is yeah, legend. Is a legend, legend and was one of my biggest inspirations. Okay. In terms of getting into the skits thing and the entertainment thing. Because yeah, yeah, you yeah, gonna yeah. know <laughs> yeah, yeah. that he was the skits yeah, boss yeah, back yeah, in yeah, the yeah. days. He was. he was the man running it and all your ladies and gentlemen at home. This is before IG and TikTok yeah. and yeah. Vine and all them things. This was Synergy. This was Synergy, yeah. but this was also on YouTube. YouTube, yeah. And and Facebook. Correct. That was that was it. <laughs> yeah, that, is where, true. that is where it started and finished. If you want to see a funny video, it's on YouTube and you're sharing it on Facebook, and that is it. It have no other platform to see these videos and things. But I actually think because it was one platform, things used to go viral faster. Quickly, you're, yeah, you're yeah, watching yeah, it on yeah, one, yeah, everybody yeah. watching it in one place, no boy. Anyways, so Signal saw me promoting. He saw that I had clearly had personality and them kind of things. And he also saw that I was doing the funny videos. And Signal watched me and say, you could be on radio. And I say, what? He say, you have the personality and the look for it. You have what it takes to be on radio. And I was like, me, why? And he was like, yeah. But he was gauging it off of the videos yeah, yeah, and yeah. the skits now. What video at that time, you know, did the numbers for you? The video that did the numbers for me at the time would have been the happy yeah, parody yeah. I did. Um, 
quality. Which was, <laughs> was when quality. Pharrell had sang, cause yeah. I'm happy. happy, and everybody around the world was doing their version. And me and, and my producer at the time, Kidan Charles, big up Kidan. Kidan. He and I were doing a lot of projects together at the time, and we did this happy skit. <laughs> so it was like, how are we going to make this happy, where everybody dancing yeah, around yeah, and yeah. saying, how are we going to make this funny and Caribbean? And that is actually kind of where the genesis of Living Local came from. Now. Like, how can I make funny, quality content that's still reflecting my culture now, my local culture, like what we what we doing here now? And long story short, all you could go and look at the video, I jump out of a house in Belmont and I come in down the, come in down the lane in Belmont yeah, by, by Jojo, pick up Jojo <laughs> and the team, and I hop and I skip it yeah. and thing. And men see me and they want to know why, why I'm so happy coming down the road now. And I hit Kellon. Um, <laughs> Kellon. Abellas? Kellon hit me Abellas. <laughs> and as he hit me Abellas, I stop dance, the music cut. It's needle scratch. And it's like, whoa, what's going on here? And then men say, well, I'm to you, boy. What were you so happy for, boy? And the video just cut there. And that did 40,000 plus views. Yeah. And that's views back then, you know? Dog, 40,000 40, views back then is views. That's views. So when that went bus viral and then that was on the news and all kind of thing, Signal seeing these viral things I putting out, Signal seeing me doing party yeah. and thing with Kwasi and the team, and Signal was like, yo, you have the personality for it. And, and pull me in on Slam now. Now, at Slam, Signal and them was taking long to put me on the airwaves, boy. It oh. always had, it always had, I go, I go be honest with all it, it always had red tape in, um, in Guardian Media. You Wait, know, so, they, so when they say taking long to put you on the airwaves, right? You all came to agreement that you were coming on board. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we came to... I had a great relationship with yeah, Signal. Yeah. We knew I was coming on board and he had a crop of young talent yeah. that he was yeah. getting ready to put on the airwaves where we had to start in the overnight. But it took... It just took long... Took a while. It, took, it took a while to get us on air. It took us a while to get our contracts. And he, he was battling a lot of red tape because there's a lot of... There's like a lot of things you have to yeah, go through yeah, yeah. in a big structured organization like that now. You know, GML is a group with multiple of radio course. stations, TV stations, etc. So, it wasn't just a snap of the finger for him to get us on air, etc. He had to get confirmation from upper management, get confirmation from upper, upper management, get the accounts people to be on board, get them to <laughs> yeah. sign me contracts so we could come on board as staff, and all of this. And that took a long time. So, in the weeks and months that we was waiting to get on air, I home from school with no job unemployed. Frustrated. I frustrated, yeah, but I was like a thorn in the side us. Okay, I was okay, living okay. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. station us. So so Lubes and Sunny Bling days from since then on the drive and I would I would come down in the station about four o'clock and I just sit down in the station and I watching. Like, I watching what Sonny's saying, what button he pressing, what Loop's saying, what this one thing. Right after them, it used to be Five Star Kill coming on with Selector Kerry. And I would just, I would stay for their shift. And Kerry just watching me in the, in the station. And I saw me and Kerry, would I get good? Kerry used to real clung, man. Back <laughs> in the days. Kerry used to real clung, man. No, my... no, but let me tell you, right? What you were doing there is what 
the youths have to do now. In my yeah. opinion, you were just watching and learning. For sure. Right? And you watch and you learn. You remember the first time you cracked that mic, boy? For sure, I was real nervous. Now, before I even get to that first overnight shift, I remember because I'm there all the time, I was... I don't want to say getting insider information, but yeah, I was yeah. privy to different things because I was there all the time now in, in the office. Like, Signal, when we sat in, we're going on this week, we're going on next week, whatever. And then eventually one day, Signal was like, Fingal, we started next <laughs> week. This is the list of people I'm bringing on for the overnight. And I watched the whole list and I see a set of man. Right. And I see one girl, DJ Charlotte, on the list. And I say, boy, here we Put me with DJ Charlotte. I never see her. I didn't go and do no research. I didn't. Okay, okay. She she wasn't on your radars yet. Nah, she she was hitting the UE circuit hard. Okay, yeah, And I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. he would have seen her in UE or heard of her in UE through some of our um, DJs who were in UE a lot too. And he brought he met with her brother on brother on board. Hey, big up the signal, you know, because it just you know just hit me like a, a lot of y'all who he brought in has done well. Bro, if I if I list all the names of people yeah. that came on within that two three years, Chris Chris was one of them. Chris Kennedy, right? Fingal, DJ Charlotte, Major Penny, Penny, Travis Wool. Yeah, all of we was on Slam at a point in time. At the same time, which is heights to think. It that is. It is. At a point in time on Slam, at least on the roster, it would have be Fingal, Penny, Selector Kerry, Charlotte, Lubes, yeah. Travis Wool. No, no, everyone. Chris Kennedy, and then at the time it had Spartan, DJ Tech, Aswad, yeah. like a all star list of like young talent now. All of we was under 25. Like it was crazy looking back at it. It was crazy to see where, where everybody elevated their careers to now. But now you're all dominating at some part of the industry. Like, you know, you, for example, when people go on your Instagram, Twitter, whatever, they would see finger flying out. Regionally, you go in here and there, you know, um, Charlotte as well. Um, as I said, Chris Kennedy, um, prime, prime on the air now, you know. Mm -hmm. Facts. So, talk to me about the first time. I, I want to hear the first time because me, myself, um, I remember the first time I went on it. Yeah. To me, it was amazing. Just, you know, like, I mean, I didn't want to, to do radio, but still, it was like, ways. I on the air, hearing myself, talk to me. So, the first time on air, it was. We, I think, I believe it was the Tuesday, like middle of the week. It was Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, or Tuesday. I wanna overtime. Believe, I want to believe it was Tuesday night over, overnight. So Graveyard, 12, graveyard. Graveyard, they would 12, call it. 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. And I just remember being as green, boy. <laughs> I was real green. <laughs> you're, you're, you're timing with pressing the button yeah, and yeah. Dropping, the, dropping the audio. And my arm, um, I think my main issue, I don't have, I don't have to call it an issue, but my main issue with coming on as a as a radio announcer, especially them nights, so one, we had no ads to play. Two, Charlotte and I, we come to party. Yeah. So yeah. we treat in the shift like a party, <laughs> like a three hours of a dance. And we, it's not a party. And I mic in <laughs> and thing and boy, I go in ham. So two o'clock in the morning, people driving home from the bar and you put on the radio and you hear, right. yeah, Charlotte, and take and squeeze again, boom, back, lad, pull up, pull up, pull up. And for <laughs> we, I think we was using, yeah. we was using overnight 
as a practice for events now. Correct. correct. Which I don't, I don't regret at all. Nah. But um, because I think that's where we kind of got to sharpen our tools and then go into the events now. Because the radio world, though, the radio world would watch it as like, it, it may not have been the right thing you were doing. For sure, for in terms sure. Of, in terms of control quality. For sure, they used to coast on me. Plenty of people used to coast but, on me at least. But, as I said, you were sharpening the tool for now. No, for You know, like, I mean, I don't want to see radio dead. Mm. I just think people are listening to radio less and less. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, you, what, you, you think you would love to still be there or you're happy in the place you are now? Nah, where, I, where I am now, I'm real happy with where I am right now. Um, I don't want to say outright that radio dead because no, no, I no, think I, there's a place. Apologies as well. I, I yeah. just mean that, you know, it's, it's not what it once was. No, for sure, for sure. It Radio, when when I was on radio, which is now 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Are, serious? It, yeah, 2013. Wow. That 2013, <laughs> 14. Like eight years ago, it's like 2014. Still, still bro, that is, that's amazing. Yeah, 14, 15. So when I was on radio, nine, nine-ish years ago, radio wasn't the same to the yeah, 10 yeah, years yeah, before yeah. that. Change, change, yeah, yeah. Dog, with, without social media and, and things back in the days, Radio was where you hearing about what party it had this weekend. Correct. Radio is where you hearing about which voice and DJ is the DJ you want to book and you want to hear in the party this weekend. Radio is where you gain your information and your news from. So, the importance of radio, like, back in them days, so... That was very important. Instead of having a laptop and thing, if men have a radio in the house and the radio coming on when you want to get, get catch our vibes or you want to hear some information about what's yeah. going on in the world, in the country. Because it had no internet. And them, it had internet, but they didn't have all of that. I didn't think, you know, we weren't that, you know, stick to the phone in terms of like, no, everybody on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, or, so or the, the point I'm making is the... the importance. The, I, I, I don't want to use the word importance, yeah. but... The amount of information, not just musically, but about the world, etc., that you yeah. was getting from the radio because you wasn't getting it from internet and TV like that at your at your fingertips. Yeah. Like God forbid, if somebody passed, like if a legend passed or something, radio. Now you'll see it all over your Instagram yeah. feed. But back in the days, if it had no Instagram feed, you had to click on the radio and hear, boy, boy, you ain't gonna believe all it, guys. We have some horrible news, and that is where you was getting your your first line of information. So everybody was tuned into the funny radio. Though. It's funny, funny enough. I think that's how I heard Michael Jackson pass. It was on radio. No, yeah, it was on radio. So it's yeah. on radio. Yeah. So you're getting your you're getting your important information from the radio. Whereas now, because you're getting your information so many other places. Yeah, yeah. Radio is almost the last place you're hearing something. You will get a buzz on your phone. Oh, oh look, oh, look what happened there. And then you put on the radio <laughs> a hour later. Guys, you all ain't gonna believe. Yeah, yeah. And you're now catching the information after because I mean just the way radio I think is formatted and set up. They're not always going to be the first, first, first person to break the news yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, there's so much instant gratification in social media and internet, no boy. So I'd say in all of that to say that radio is just not, as people don't focus on it as much now. Also, correct, correct. we, our generation now, they want to listen to what they want to listen to and now. We are in the SoundCloud, the mixed generation, Spotify. the Spotify, the Apple Music. People don't want to hear no big set of talking. People want to hear their song now. I agree. They're I driving agree. from point A to point B, and I want to hear this 
Byron Messiah right now. I'm going to go inside my, my app and play it. And then right after, nine out of ten times, the app have a shuffle and you're getting our next tune you want to hear. Next thing you know, you're at your destination. Facts. And you're not even listening to the radio. So it has lost the, 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 the hold it had on the public now, boy. But I, growing up in it, I still love radio. I don't listen to nothing in my car other than radio. Serious? Swear to God. Uh, I could, because me... A round of applause for that, boy, because... That, that shows that you still have some love for it. And, I know, I love it. And you respect the art form. I love it, I love it. But I also want to hear what you're beating right yeah. now, what, what, the, what the MCs and them so wait, say. So wait, 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 wait. Hold on, oh, stop right there. Pause. Yeah. You mentioned people could play what they want. Mm. You know, they could play a Byron Messiah. They could, you know, and then you, you want to listen to radio to hear the new music. Mm. Quick question for you, mm-hmm. right? I want to get five... Five artists locally that you are listening to currently. Five, five artists, artists locally. That, that Aaron Fingal is, you know, not only listening, but you want to endorse them as well because you believe in them. But you're listening to them, of course, hmm. locally. It could be soca, it could be dancehall, it could be, you know, we, right now, Trinidad right now is not like 10, 15 years ago. We have plenty genres that are doing you know, pretty decent. No, facts. Um, right now, top... All right, let me not even use the word top because it's just five. In any order... Any order, any order. In any order. Yeah, any order. I would say right now, five artists that I'm listening to right now, one would be Mikel Teja. Quality, um, boy, quality. Mikel is one of the most talented young artists and writers of our generation. Producers. I don't well. even like to call him young artists because right now the man and he the man how much years in the business yeah, yeah. and and then how much years of giving us quality music and hits too now boy. That pandemic does real throw off with time. You know? <laughs> because we that two years that, that two, two years, years that's a lot you know. the two years we get robbed yeah. throw we off bad you know. But anyways Mikel Tesha yeah, Mikel is one um his new song is is Amazing DNA, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the video, that song, even last year, even last year, bro. He did the song with Free Tongue and then hits quality, quality. I got to go to Dominica with him earlier this year, and it was, it was, it was an amazing experience. That party was real vibes. Now, Dominica loved the booyah and thing. Booyah, booyah, booyah is a, 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 a particular genre, yeah. Booyah is, is, is like, is like French speaking, so okay, that that. Comes that derives from educate them, educate them, and those are those those islands now. So bigger, bigger, all the booyah lovers. Um, hey, but is it similar to the to the song of Soka in terms? Yeah, of definitely, definitely. The, the, it just, the elements. It just will have the the patois okay, and, okay, and okay. the French speaking references in it. But we we have a lot of booyah um, producers who make the crossover and stuff. All right. So um, again, I hope I'm not saying the wrong things. But Famalelelelele was produced by a Dominican producer um okay and and okay. a lot of times i again don't kill me if i say the wrong thing but i think marshall a lot of times refers to at least the bunks in that as booyana and marshall always endorses and he loves the booyah sound as well so yeah. big up the booyah i actually am my father his whole family from dominica as Serious. Well. so i'm half dominican big up my dominican family um, we'll talk about that because you went there and, and performed, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But give me the next four so, Tesha, on the list. Yeah. Um, right now, 
Nadi, Nadia Batson. Serious. Come on, Nadia yeah. Batson have the streets hot right yeah. now. Nadia Batson have the streets hot right now. That song, Market, the ladies as a ladies anthem, and I guarantee that song going to go right now from here straight to Ash Wednesday and beyond. Big, 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 big tune, and Nadi is just the most lovable person. Yeah, she is. I feel yeah. like, you know, fantastic artist, and we know that, you know, in the soca thing, yeah. You are as good as your last tune and them kind of things. Yeah. When not, you have a song we all rooting for. Yeah, her. Like for everybody sure. happy, like, yes, that we girl, she she get one, she catch them, she catch yeah. them. So at this <laughs> year, she catch them, boy. That market song gone. It gone. So big up Nadi. So that too. Um who else, boy? Um Oh gosh, don't kill me. This this reggae queen from Trinidad. Queen Omega? Omega. Yeah, yeah. Monstrous. I don't know. I don't know what it is, dog. Like Monstrous. I don't know what it is. But she she has been big for like for years. years. For years and years and years. This internationally as well. Well, I didn't have to tell you. You go know of all yeah. people. She cut a plate that went super yeah, yeah, viral. Yeah, but damn. Lion song. Little Lion Little song. Lion Evidence song. music, Little Lion Little song. Lion songs. Dog, I just have that on repeat. And because I listen to that so much, I start to hear some of her songs yeah. from before yeah, 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 that yeah. and thing. Queen. And Queen. Right now, that is one of, as we're talking local artists, yeah. that's one of the artists in my rotation right now. So big up the Queen. She actually is having a concert um, this month. Her first concert, if it's not this month, it may be December. I want to but go. her first concert, she's from South. Yeah. She's from Sando. And yeah, it's going to be in Skinner Park. I feel, I feel yeah. we could go, dog. Yeah, I I, feel honestly, I don't mind. Yo, Queen Omega, as, as I said, Queen Omega used to be going outside and perform in Europe, mm -hmm. Brazil. But as of recently, she has blown up. To like, an, like, she's on a level now where she's touring, like... She's, or she will be touring for years and years and years non-stop. And even, I don't want to use Instagram to, to, to weigh anything, but I, I saw Queen Omega, before people could buy, they, they, they verified. Yeah. She got it. No, right? for sure. And then, no, she's at like half a million followers. And I, was, and and I just... And the thing is, a lot of people at home here would not even know no, that no, going on, no. eh? unless you're paying attention to reggae music. Because she has a song that she says, don't call me local. Mm. Yeah, I'm international. I'm international. Yeah. So... Oh, you're yeah, surprised, yeah, Meadow. You're surprised, Meadow. So, so Queen, Queen yeah. Omega, Michael Tisha, um, Nadia. Nadia Batson. Oh, good. Two more. Two boy. more. Two more. All right. Um, two more. I would say Kutin. Oh, quality. Because he brings a different vibe and a different energy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't class him as reggae. I wouldn't class him as dancehall. I wouldn't class him as hip-hop. Yeah. But, like, he really is kind of making his own way and, and, and putting together his own sound. And the, the kind of following he has gathered along the way in a boy is crazy. It's something that you, you have to admire. So I definitely rocking with Kutin. And one last artist, yeah, boy. Yeah. One last artist. Who, huh. oh boy? Let me see who will come up in my recently, yeah, pull up the, pull up in the, my uh, recently listen, boy. Choppy? Wait, I've given Choppy that <laughs> yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've given Choppy that forward. Choppy, the, the way he's 
he, the way he's evolved his sound over the years. Correct. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and they had no idea that Choppy is Nebula. 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 And they, they had no clue, you know. Yeah. And that blew my mind, because I grew up on Nebula 868. Yeah. Words can't explain. Come on. Yeah. They, bro, hits on hits on hits, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true, it's true. Hits, that was a different time. That yeah. was a whole different experience. And, and for him to transition out of that sound, Embrace the kind of soca and the Caribbean song. I wouldn't even put them as fully full on soca nah. alone as a kind of yeah, crossover vibe. That kind of fusion, kind of, kind of fusion yeah. and, to, and to be successful in that sound as well. Boy, big up Choppy Dog. Talented, talented, talented artist. And I look forward to seeing what he what he have for 2024 as well. So I like that five. That's my five. Yeah, I like that. And it changes, yeah. you know, over the time. Um, but in terms of your career now, because we have time, mm -hmm. but in terms right. of Aaron Fingal, Mikein, you know, we we like to call it Mikein, MCN, um, mm -hmm. the influences like you you would obviously see certain men doing this art form, yeah. you know, commanding. Because I remember listening listening to you on radio. I I, I was I on radio still? Yeah, I, I was so. I yeah. was, and I, I remember listening to you like a night and and then listening to you like maybe six, seven months after that and I, was, and I heard the improvements now, you know, but then I want to figure the radio side. I watched a video, like I was just home, you know, and this is carnival time, I don't really go out for carnival and I see a post of video where it was O2 Park and the way you're talking to the crowd and they're listening and they dropped and, they, and then Charlotte dropped the song and I was like, wait now, Fingal, Fingal, doing it, Fingal, doing it proper, you know, like, any influences along the way in the art form, or this is just you, you know, basically taking the craft and, and making it your own? Nah, I think I am. I for sure had influences. Um, funny enough, when I had reference Selector Kerry earlier, yeah, um, yeah. when we first, first get on Slam, as I say, I was real green listening back to some of the things I was doing. I was like, wait, boy, I was singing real green. But, <laughs> but that is something that yeah, all young yeah. artists, all young MCs, entertainers in any craft, you have to go through it. You have to go through that and find your own voice and find your own sound. And I still think 10 years later, I still think I, I'm still finding my own sound. You have, you have or, to embrace it. Or evolving with with time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the things I might say at 33, yeah. I wouldn't have said at 25, you dig? Um, and yeah, when I first come out, I remember I'll never forget Kerry. Select so like the Kerry, watch me, the little dirtiness, and say, I finger, you can't carry my laptop bag. And I was like... <laughs> Boy, that make me want to go home and just get better now, boy. I was like, Ugh! I was so vexed, dog. And then recently, only a couple years ago, me and Kerry were great friends now. And um, and he, he pulled my square and he was like, nah, boy, finger, you really, really improved, boy. You really improved. I ain't gonna lie. And like, earlier this carnival, he called me out on a couple shows with him. And, and, and that, for me, that gratification from a pair yeah, who yeah. you respect and admire too, to hear him come full circle and say, nah, nah, finger, you really improved. That was, that was the biggest um, compliment for me. So big up Selector Kerry, your dottiness. Yeah, big up Kerry, big up Kerry. Dotty Kerry, anywhere you stand, big up my brother. Um, in terms of when I came out, I, um, if we're being real, majority of the dances I used to play and still play is uptown dances. Okay. So I always wanted to kind of mesh, like, the uptown and downtown sounds now a little bit in some way, shape, or form. And the, the songs or the environment? Because the, 
I feel like environment? Because, because actually going to the environment. Because I think Uptown playing, playing, playing Dong Dong music well, a now, long time. Well, now Uptown and Dong Dong is completely yeah. blurred now. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, is great for the culture. But you wouldn't see Fingal in... Uh, I don't want to say Beatum. No. But you wouldn't see Fingal in, in a, a Magnum Explosion. Nah, I haven't been there. If they call me out, maybe. But you can do it. But yeah, if they call me out, yeah, we'll come through. But I haven't been there, be it because of where I just have been yeah. positioned in the industry or whatever the case is. But as I say, in terms of my sound and in terms of, of people who would have um, inspired me when yeah. I was coming up, uh, well, first and foremost, as I mentioned earlier, Jason Williams was one of my biggest inspirations. He was actually one of the one of the first people that I saw on a microphone and was like, yo, I am... Um, I want to I want to get into that entertainment arena, you know. I want to work in that arena and what I, what I think I took from his game is the is the comedic entertainment yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. style now. Whereas he would make a little joke in between or he was so personable now in, in terms of how he engaged with his audience, be it crowd or just TV or corporate or whatever the case was. He just had a way of talking and making everybody feel like comfortable now and i i really looked up to that aspect of his game and then also meshed with the humor side and the video side and the skit side of things with him i really used to pattern a lot of things he would do now um so jw is one of my main inspirations and at that time as well when i had now come out patrick the hype man was patrick. running the route yeah yeah, yeah. still running it <laughs> like dog the, the the energy levels that he has maintained over the years is actually phenomenal um patrick is definitely one of the people i i looked up to actually when i was now getting into mcn i went to his house and i saint sat james. with him in saint james <laughs> Friday outside on the back of our yeah, van yeah. and 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 he gave me a lot of good advice in terms of getting into the industry. Bigger um, Patrick. So bigger Patrick. Bigger Patrick. Anyway, stand. And then I, boy, I could say it now. I've always been like, <laughs> I have always been very close friends to the to team Ojo now, boy. Right. So no, no, I, no, nothing wrong with that. I can say it now because I've nothing wrong with that. I offer you how much years and thing, but you know it is be real tension between yeah, yeah, the yeah, station yeah. and all kind of thing. Like, oh, that, what a slam man doing here and thing. But I've always been real good friends um with with the Ojo family. Um so shouts to the entire Ojo team. But in particular when I was now coming out, um Bashi yeah. Loud and Bashi and and Marcus X Base. Yeah. Real one, real ones. They used to give me a lot of advice coming out now. Um, and at that time, learning the ropes and really trying to understand the game and find myself and find my sound. Um, I would definitely say that the the big up the artist team. They definitely gave me a lot of advice and they were always like big brothers to me. Where yeah. I could have give them. Um, a call and they would always give me honest feedback now, um, which is in this rounds is that priceless. Has, that, that, yeah, that, like that, they would let you know. That's like, the way. Yeah, that's the way. Like, hey, Sunday and you was real shit. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, yeah, now nah, finger you're catching yourself or this was the case or whatever. 
So I always appreciated that and naturally I would have patterned a little bit of things off of, off of Bashi. So I would try to take like the, those comedic and kind of boisterous elements of Bashi and kind of mix it with the kind of energy and hype of like Patrick. Right. So I would try to give you a high energy set, run up and down the stage and make the most of a stage, but yeah, also yeah. try to gear a little argument and them kind of things. So those, those were two of, and then JW as well, those were some of many people that I would have looked up to in the business coming up, I would say. So big up Bashi, Patrick, JW, big up my brothers, man, and big up Marcus, and all my DJ brothers that would have keep it real with me. Of course. Years and but I'm glad you could actually, you know, give them that, that respect because people always feel like, you know, they, they don't want to take anything from somebody, but in reality, us, most, most of these, these DJs announcers, they took, take, take something here, something there. For example, Shal, right? And mm. then they listen Trevlin, and they hear a similarity. Then they listen Kevon X, and they hear a similarity. You know? So that's, that's very, you know, humbling, yeah, humbling of you, you know, the humility that you, that you just showed there. I, I respect that. Nah, for sure, though. You know? For sure. I, will, I always want to give. Give thanks to, yeah. the, to the people who came before us, for sure. And, you know, Aaron Fingal, now you have been to, like, how many how many different islands? And then you, you, you've been to England as well, right? Nah, no? actually, I've been once years ago. Not, not to perform? But not to perform. So, Eng- all right, England I'll... is one of the few places I haven't been. England and Toronto, I haven't been there as yet. But that's coming up for you. That's yeah, coming up. So, but, so, but let, let us know, though, in terms... I mean, this, this question... I, I want to say I know the answer, but I have to ask it. The best carnival. <laughs> the best carnival. I'm not asking exactly. I'm not asking to name them in order. Mm. Just one. Just the best carnival because, yeah. The best carnival, Barnon Ex- Trinidad number carnival one. number one. Right. So the ex- best carnival. Exclude Trinidad and... The best carnival in the world. What was the best carnival? Be- yeah, exclude Trinidad and from, from my experiences... The second best carnival after my home country, I would say, <laughs> is Jamaica. Serious? I would say Jamaica. From my experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I would have, I would have, I would have performed in Jamaica many years, like three, four years back. Yeah, to back. for a while you were performing. Yeah, and um, nah, the Jamaica has a very similar energy to Trinidad. They also have a lot of people who genuinely love soca music. I believe that. Which I, believe I which I really appreciate. I believe it. For in Jamaica, soca to some people is is like a little novelty, like oh it's something because yeah. of course their bread and butter and what they grew up on is reggae and dance. Reggae and dance and that's that's culture. You know? So for so so for a lot of people soca in Jamaica is a little bit like it's like a new thing, like it's a taboo thing. But but there's a core soca loving group because there's a, there's a lot of soca lovers that genuinely love soca they they get in the tunes before us okay. they they watching here they want to hear the new songs as it busts i was just about to ask that in terms of like the djs it actually have a couple of djs that play soca from jamaica like yeah. they they and they travel as well they they yeah. they, they, they just no, all they, over they have, a, they have they have a lot of talented djs Call some of them not big them up now, man. No, nah, I must big up, up my daddy. entire Jamaican family. Franco, DJ, DJ Bloodline Franco, he is one of the baddest 
Jamaican DJs, soca and multi-genre out there. Big up, big up my brother Franco. Brush one on the mic. Chromatic. Yeah, yeah. Younger, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brush, I think it's, it's Brush one Road Marshall. No. Oh, he okay, okay. is a dynamic, dynamic, energetic mic man. Energy. Amazing, amazing. Brush, brush and blood. Line Franco. Big them up. That's that's two big of my the, brothers. Big up the yardies. That's two of my brothers. I've been I've been rocking with them for years. All the years that I've been over there, they they've been there basically. So I've always had a great relationship with them. As as a MC, I've worked a lot of shows with with Franco and yeah man. So all the trainees or anybody around the world, hail up, hail up, brush one and, and bloodline Franco. We have DJ Lantern as well. I got to do a lot of shows with Lantern over the years. Big up Richie Ross and the team. You know, there's a all, lot. All of these are Jamaicans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have wow. a lot of uh, DJs. In, uh, I, I don't want to call them soccer DJs because I know they could play multi-genre. Yeah, 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 but yeah. in terms of Jamaican DJs. But they endorse soccer. Yeah, who play soccer and endorse it over there. They are the ones who've been defending soccer music for years over there and, and, and kind of helping to carry it. That's so good though because people think like you know it's Jamaica and reggae dance all that we can't have soca, and even Trinidad right they would think we can't have dance or we can't have reggae mm. you know so it's always good to see that you know because to me there's always a space for for, for music on the whole you know a, a genre is not owned by a country you know yeah it, it originated soca originated in Trinidad reggae mm. in Jamaica but that doesn't mean that it's not worldwide you know soca is playing everywhere. So as you know, dancehall and reggae and come on. So big up to the to the to the Jamaicans. Yeah, um, big and up everybody has that that pushing soca on the whole. No, for sure. Yeah. Big up, big up all the Jamaicans and everybody around the world that been pushing soca music. Soca music. Um, funny enough, my brethren Goofy always used to tell me, and I didn't really, I didn't really, I don't want to say believe it or understand it, but I didn't really appreciate what he was saying until. Yeah. I really started to travel more now. when um so Goofy would always say, all they could play all the genres, you know, but make sure and defend the soca, cause it's the soca have all the flying, you know. And I used to be like, What do you mean? Yeah, we we flying for soca, yeah, but we playing everything too. And thing when we go out there, we yeah, had a yeah. bus, we dance all and them kind of thing and them kind of thing. But then when I really realize it, couple times you go and you do some shows outside. And because you're from Trinidad, they want soccer. They want you to play soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The promoter saying, "All right, well, yeah, we have this guy from Jamaica. He's gonna do a dancehall set, and then we want you to play an hour of soccer." I mean, that's easy for us. Because they already have the Jamaicans. We so. know it. We could do yeah. it. And then I, it really hit me like, "Yo, the soccer music actually really take me around the world now. Yeah. Soccer, soccer, yeah. show me the world. Soccer allowed me to um, travel and see places I would have never see before." Big up my, my girlfriend, Alicia. Soka allowed me to meet my girlfriend in Jamaica. Serious. Yeah, yeah she, she's a big, big Soka lover. And she don't miss a Soka party. And when I got to fly over there to perform at an event, she was in the, in the crowd, in, in, the, in the audience. And, and she loves Soka music. So by extension, you know, she loved the dog. You know? Soka, Soka making love. Playing my Soka music. Ah. And, she, <laughs> and she was just, she saw me, out, she saw me on stage and... I saw her in the crowd and I had to run up on her and kind of talk to her and say, hey, what's this scene? Right. So, yeah, Maudo, in terms of like, um, I mean, you've performed in Barbados as well, um, you know, Jamaica, Trinidad. Yeah. I want to leave Trinidad out of it because 
um, we know we know Trinidad culture, and for mm-hmm. the for the listeners, a majority of them would be Trinidadian, yeah, Trinbigonian, sorry, um, and we know Trinidad Carnival. You already said num- number one, yeah, right. Not just the carnival. I want to just you know to to you know give us the experiences that you first experienced out there in terms of like going to a new new country, a new island, um, plane. How how do you approach? Like, you know, I you reaching Barbados, it's Fingal, first time in Barbados. What is the energy and, 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 and how do you go go in terms of like heading into this event? Do you study the, the, the people, the, the music that's playing? Like, talk, talk to me. Yeah, you have to. So so the first thing, I mean majority of the time over the years, I would have traveled with DJ Charlotte, big up DJ Charlotte on the yeah, ones and twos. Big up Charlotte. So Charlotte and I would have would have done a lot of traveling over the years. Um, so when you go to a, a, a new place or a different territory, from from even before you leave Trinidad, you have to start doing your research on on what's hot right now and what is their music. And right let me just now. let me just interject. The reason why I ask this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not calling any names, but I remember a, a promoter told us already that they hired big DJs mm-hmm. from Trinidad to play soca. Yeah. Right. In in whether I, I think it was Notting Hill at the time. That's the carnival, nothing else carnival. Mm-hmm. And all they knew was like, you know, playing Trini Soka. Yeah. Didn't know, you know, the the Bajan. To all the, <laughs> the young <laughs> to all the young talk DJs. To them, talk to them, talk listen, to them. Listen, I've been there, I've made this mistake before I've learned the hard way. To all the young DJs out there, when you get that opportunity to fly to another place, another region, another island, make sure and do your research. And go to the place and you have to play music from different regions and music from that place. You have to show them respect now. Yeah. I'm telling you, a lot of these, a lot of these other regions, they don't mind you come and, you're from Trinidad, they expect yeah. you to come and play Trinidadian soca. But if you don't check in and show them that love and play music from their place, it is almost borderline disrespectful it is and it might be a last time traveling yeah and 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 to put yourself in perspective imagine a a foreign dj like we say a dj from grenada come to trinidad (laughs) and play an hour of grenada music yeah (laughs) we will appreciate it you know but after a while it's like nah i need to hear something else you need to break it up now so trini soca djs or trini djs you cannot go to a place and play Trini Soka for the whole time. You have to do your research and play music from all the different corners. Once you start to educate yourself, you will realize that there's so much music. There's so much music. Soka, so much Soka music yeah. here. Not even outside of your bunks and outer genres, but there's so much Soka from so much different islands. Because it, technically Soka is released all year round. All year. Come yeah. on. It have a carnival every month. You know? Exactly. And so and it have different types of music coming out at all times. So you definitely need to stay on top of things and you definitely need to educate yourself before you go in a zone. Just the other day, Charlotte and I was in Vinci Mass in July. Um and this was our third or fourth year in St. Vincent. And we start to prep our Vinci Soka from the week before. We had a meet a week before, talk it over. Before the show, we have to meet in the hotel 
go through all the songs what hot was not get some advice from the local DJs as well they would tell you which songs banging which songs not banging and then we go out there and we put together a set that includes soca music from Trinidad and Barbados and different islands but you make sure to check in and play the Vinci soca for the Vinci people dog big up my Vinci people no but you doing you doing it how, how they did it back in the day you know because I, mm. I mean, even in my time, which was 2003 when I started, my father told us we had to go to the event an hour before him. No, you have to, yeah. And we had to go and listen. I mean, and and this is locally because I only, the, the most Tobago, Trinidad, mm. Tobago, that is it. Reggae, hard for me to travel. Yeah. And I wouldn't get into that. But and we would go and listen for hours or something just not to play what the person played before, right? No, for sure. And I remember... Like later down now, my, my years of being like in, in university level, mm. going to a tech and going dance, and I hear DJs playing, a DJ, a, a, a new cartel now play, the next selector come on, psh, same cartel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, like, yeah. so you doing what, honestly, I, I salute it, you know, because you're actually showing that the art form is alive and you have to prepare. You have to prepare, dog. You but have I don't want to I don't wanna stray from, from the music career. But I have to a bit mm. because we have to talk about, you know, 10 years you celebrated um, earlier this year, living local, um, you know, and you got an award, an Addy Award, they would call it. Yeah, so that Addy Award on my 10, 10 year anniversary in living local. That's huge. That's huge, though. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. That was a full circle moment for me because that would have been, that would have been 10 years in the business doing video production yeah, yeah. and multimedia marketing. So over the years, we would have done a lot of different types of videos, be it ads, be it corporate, commercial, funny stuff. Um, and within Living Local, I always try to like keep it. I mean, of course, it had the corporate things, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to keep it like on a kind of like a vibes now. Like I try to do cool things, funny things, skits. I do a lot of work with like different events, um, so like videos for events and like, a lot of things is like a lot of the projects I do excite. And uh, I had a friend of mine who works in video as well tell me that he wish he could work on some of the projects with me just because he does a lot of corporate things, yeah. whereas I just be on the beach shooting a promo video like James Bond for a boat ride. Or, I saw that. <laughs> or, or we do something else here, and he's like, dog, I wish I could get them kind of projects. I don't get them kind of projects yeah. now. And then I over here thinking, but I wish I had two corporate things so I could pay two bills here. But, you know, everything has its own um, positive and negative sides. But as I say, that, that, um, that Addy Award was a full circle moment for me because I remember like seeing, um, seeing all these other brands and companies when they win their addies to like post it and you know big up big up like the Lonsdales and like the big the big addy agencies yeah, yeah, yeah. that um you know that put together fantastic work and every year they just win all these addy awards and I always was like wondering you know, one day if I would get a chance to win or or if I would if I enter would I have an opportunity to win and these kind of things. So it was something that I always aspired to do and like admired my peers that that would win awards like that and funny enough the project that i won the Adi award for was a, a ad i did for my living local clothing line so it was like a living local video for a living local product yeah 
And I, and I remember producing the video um, in Jamaica with my girlfriend. My girlfriend produces as well. And um, after we shot and edited, I was like, I feel this video could win something, you know. Like, it, it, the video was so, looking so, so you had to submit the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how it works is you have to... Um, there's, a, there's a wealth of different categories that you could enter. So there's like social media categories, brand, categor- brand content categories, um, radio ad categories, video categories. So I have to comb through and see which, which category I think this made sense for me to enter yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And I chose two categories. I think it was brand content, video, and social media campaign because... Yes, it was a, a video we did, but it also was a full campaign with photos, videos, etc. So for the, the brand content one, I, I, I submitted the video. And then for the social media one, I submitted the video along with pictures from the photo shoot and behind the scenes and stuff. And um, we won silver awards in both categories. So I won a silver in brand content and a silver in social media as well. So that was crazy when I got the email um, announcing that I, I was one of the winners boy I nearly cried I was like wait boy I really do this because I've done so much um people who people who know me you're seeing my mic and all the time yeah, yeah. you're seeing my traveling so I've, I've I've achieved so much on the music side of things where people could see that oh you're doing that but with the videos I, I've done a lot of videos over the years and a lot of productions but I, I never got like wreck like like a, like, yeah, a, like an award, like recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was and, like and a big a, thing for me. There's a love for you though. Like you love, like genuinely love doing yeah, these man. videos from back then till now. You know, the history. Yeah, no, facts. It's, as, as I say from the genesis of things for me, it was the videos. The videos I was doing for free, just putting it out there, hoping for the best is what got somebody to recognize my talent and put Correct. me on radio. Correct. Which would have led to other things. So, Every, everything has come full circle. full circle. I do any videos. The videos <laughs> gave me a music yeah. career. You know, so definitely the videos was is full circle. So winning that award kind of put it and put things in perspective for me now as to like where I came from. For and sure. Congrats. Congrats on that because that's major in, in my opinion. And anybody in the industry, in that industry would know how important it is to win that award. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. My, and, and, my, and friends, he, in, uh, my friends in Lonsdale and things. Oh, they, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have great relationships with them. Yeah, and when, yeah. I, when, when the awards were announced, they messaged. I was like, congrats. You know, yeah. we know how much work you put in and stuff. So big up Tice and the crew. You know, a lot of love for Tice and the team. They always look out for me. So you, you mentioned that you did this, this ad campaign for your brand. Mm-hmm. Because I want to end off the, the podcast here talking about the brand, which I honestly rate. You know, mm-hmm. I ain't saying that just so. Appreciate a lot of people that, doing local brands, and you know, yeah, and you run out in your local sweater in, in, I, the, in the episode uh, and thing. Come on, of course, <laughs> for sure. No, but, for no, sure. But even even the because you you when when you started the brand, you dropped, you know, you sent two sweaters for for my bro and I. Mm-hmm. I wear that like multiple places, and people like it, you know. Like so, I remember someone approached me. I was like, "Bro, this is actually a local brand here, because they're, they're watching the logo. The logo representing, you know, the color, the color code, and everything mm. is basically Trinbago." Right. And as I said, I read, I read the brand, and the, the, the I know the ad campaign for the people that don't know. Go, they can go on your Instagram. It, it should still be there. Yeah. Is it yeah. on the YouTube channel? 
the award winning campaign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, right. it's on the YouTube channel. Living it's, local. it's the skateboard campaign that we did. And that is that was shot at Freedom Park, which right. is the which is a the biggest skate park in the Caribbean, I believe. I hope I'm not saying the wrong thing. And um it is a it's a big skate park in Jamaica and I think it's the biggest skate park in the English speaking Caribbean. Okay. Crazy. So we did a kind of skater theme. We did we had a local custom custom skateboard and then we also had our models and stuff out there. But it's brand new. This is this was always a dream or was something you had any books? Yeah, so I always um funny enough, one of the one of the things that made me push to do it is that eyes are man always wear black t-shirts now boy <laughs> i like black t-shirts is make me look a little slim and yeah, tan. Yeah, yeah. i always i realize my whole closet is black t-shirts and i just get fed up like why i why i must wear a different brand or why yeah. i must wear somebody else brand if it's just a black t-shirt i wear and it's best i do my own brand so i had a couple i always had like a couple living local tees and i would always pull for them when i wear it but in the pandemic when I was home, alone, bored, all are we going out of my mind, <laughs> don't know what to do. One of the things I always wanted to do was a clothing line. So I, I, I got my logo redone. Um, big up Keegan Simon of Individual. Okay, he, yeah. He talented, talented. Super talented. He redid my logo for me. He actually did the first ever living local logo 10 years ago. And I was due for a new logo, and I went back to him to do it. So he did the second one, which is the one that everybody knows yeah, on the yeah. T's and stuff. So big up Keegan. Um, and then, yeah, I told him that I'm doing a simpler version, and I want to do T-shirts and sweaters. I have at home. I don't know what to do. I have, my, I have time on my hands. So I bought myself a, a, a printer, cutter thing. And oh, I, so you were pressing them for yourself? Boy, right there, yeah. In that room, in that room <laughs> right there, I bought the, the, the vinyl cutter and I bought the heat press. Right. And I was pressing right in by myself. And then I eventually I hired staff and team to help me put it together because it became all yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. demand was high. But I um I started off right at home figuring out all right how I wanna do this, how I wanna do this vinyl cutting thing, how I wanna where I wanna put this the logo on the jerseys. And then I started with t-shirts and sweaters and then I got into shorts and then I got into hoodies and then I started to do more and more and more. I did some pop-up sales in the um, pandemic. Right. And then my background has always been marketing. So I was like, well, here what? If the, degree, I, the degree you're in now. If I really want to do this, I really have to communicate and market yeah. this to the world. So I start to beat it and do photo shoot. And <laughs> as soon as I make a little money yeah. in the first one, I put all that money and reinvest it into doing photo shoot, video shoot. So... When you see living local, the the ads looking like it looking Proper. international, it looking clean. I, I do I do all my little brand partnerships. I send for Lion Twin, I send for this one, I send for that one, and I had it all over the place now. And um, and don't feel like gassing when I say that I rate it because nah, man, when I, when they send no when they send send the um the sweaters right, mm. you weren't in the country. Some uh, 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 lady came and she dropped it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My right? assistant at the time, yeah. And bro, so <laughs> she gave me like the bag. So I said, boy, it's supposed to be a jersey while looking like a box. Yeah. Proper packaging. Yeah, proper. When I opened it, I was like, nah, this is it. Finger going all out and it's proper packaging. Even the, even the quality of, of what you what you And I see that you upgrade the, the type of material you're using now for, yeah. for the newer products. Yeah. After the first year, we... We, 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 we strayed away a little bit from the screen printing and yeah. we went 
to stitching and embroidering the boy. Yeah. That's when that's when we did the um, the award winning campaign. And that was a more subtle look with like the cream on cream and the black on black um sweaters and hoodies as well. So yeah man, uh, the, the the clothing line was definitely something I was I, I'm I'm very passionate about. Um just as the pandemic came to an end and I had the world opening back. Yeah, the gates open. So gigs start back, traveling start back. I just didn't have the time and energy again. But I have some things in the pipelines right now. I feel like I'd give all the little exclusive. Yeah. Um again, me as a, a mass man, a carnival man, living local, is getting ready to launch women's Monday wear and men's Monday wear for Carnival 2024. So you could look out for the Living Local and Tropic Swim collaboration for the Women's Monday Way. That's Keisha Alls. Big up my sister, Keisha Alls, on the design. When, when, when can we expect to see the, the, the premiere, the preview? In a perfect world, we are trying to launch the Women's Monday Way in the next couple of weeks. Okay. So okay. sometime in November, we will be launching. We just have some last-minute tweaks to put together, but everything is done shut and everything is already ready. Yeah, yeah. And the men's stuff, we aiming to launch the men's stuff in December as well. So that will be pants and things for the fellas. So the fellas have something for carnival. And then we have a real eye bias, but it's a beautiful, beautiful Monday wear piece for the ladies as well. So Living Local coming back with a big bang for the carnival for 2024. So that's what we have in the pipelines right now. Monday wear. Monday wear. As we get ready for carnival. But the beauty with Monday wear, which which I like, is that yeah, okay, you wear it for carnival Monday, but even if you don't wear it carnival Monday, or right if after. you want to wear it again, there's so many road parties, there's so many other carnivals. So there's like back on a road, there's this party, there's that party, you go you're flying out, you go to Tobago Carnival, you need a little Monday wear piece yeah, not one use rock on the road. You go into all these other carnivals after you know jamaica carnival coming up in april and they have other festivals in may i went to bermuda carnival this year for the first time in june which was amazing july was in st vincent so there's so many different places that you may need a carnival piece so ladies if you feel that you, you might not wear it monday but you want to wear it another time put in your orders man and make sure because this is the time to get it you need to get this now and for the fellas, I do have to tell all your fellas, you need a short pants to go out you and you need, them party. And you thing. need. So when you see the shorts drop, <laughs> place your orders one yeah, time yeah, because yeah. it is a very, very, very small order we're doing. It is going to sell out. Please, God, Father above, it is going to sell out quickly. So make sure and place your orders when you see it and let me know your feedback and thing. I'm real excited about this drop because I'm a man working in carnival almost my whole life now, boy. So, which to be honest, um, you know, we are we are two hours here, and yeah. I think we have to we have to link back up again on a on a second episode, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, just talk about carnival, like because because as I said, you have been in in carnival. I know you were, and still with tribe. Yeah, man. For tribe, years from tribe's family. Exactly. So, and then we we have other other things to speak about. I mean, you know, next year is a, is, is a new year, mm-hmm. in twenty twenty four. Later, I think we had to link back up and just like. Let me see what happened because Might have a couple more things to yeah, touch on for yeah, sure. Yeah. And you know we, can, we we will we will get to that point um, eventually. But I just want to thank you for being here today on the Point of View podcast. You know so.
and DJ Puffy is definitely one of the one of my closest friends and one of my biggest inspirations as well in terms of he was one of the first you would have referenced my social media and stuff I I I take a lot of care of my social media and he was one of the first people um, to really be out there with a videographer following him yeah 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 and all his videos even, even radio even on air on he was air, dropping the videos all his videos all his photos big up James and the team was so clean yeah and like he was he really took the the content thing up a level and this is like since 2012 and thing like yeah, 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 he yeah. been on top of it now yes and um as I got into the industry and started to MC and started to do um, entertainment, I saw the importance of that. And he's always been there to give me advice um, from, a, from a musical standpoint and from like a, a talent and an image standpoint. So I definitely have to say, bigger my brother DJ Puffy, that's one of my, my biggest inspirations as well. So shout to my brother Puffy. I'll put that in there before we leave. For have sure. to, have to. For sure. Worldwide though, Puffy worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. Come on, we don't have to go down. We don't have to go down that road. Hopefully, I'll, you know. Hopefully, can come on the, on the platform. Come on, come on. Shameless <laughs> talk plug. Talk, talk shameless talk. plug. Shameless plug. For sure. All right.